Claudia, this is a J-Man show on WBCA, 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. I'm your host, Jai Bowden, and my guest is, is comedian Kiona Scott. Hi, Kiona. Good to see you on the show today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, so can you tell me about uh, what made you get started in comedy? Um, I've been doing comedy a little over, I'm going to say eight years, and I've always been a class clown, so... Um, <laughs> I just always felt that it was, you know, necessary for me to honestly get into it. But I never took it seriously. Um, In the beginning, it was just a hobby. You know, the same thing that everybody tells you, your family, your friends, they tell you that you're funny, you're hilarious. But it's completely different when you step on stage. So um, it was actually a bet that got me into comedy full, like full time. Me and my girlfriends were just hanging out, um, drinking, just having a good time just enjoying myself when we was in New York City at a restaurant. And um, we had no idea that they was doing open mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just in there and we were just, you know, loud, you know, just having fun, um, a little bit too much to drink. One of my friends, I will never forget it, Shelly was like, you know, I think you can do better than what they're doing. Like, uh, nobody is even paying them any attention. And um, I was like, no, nah, you know, I'm not. I mean, I know I'm funny, but mm-hmm. that's like different. You know, like, that's a different type of funny. And she was like, I think you can do it. Go ahead. So it was like a bet. And she was like, um, you know, if you do it, I'll give you $100. So I was like, okay. So um, I wound up going to the and just talking about my life, basically. Um, and because it's New York, of mm-hmm. course, the, you know, corner stores and the things that go on within New York City kind of made everything, like, kind of map out. And everybody was, like, laughing. And I was like, oh, my God, I really think I can do this. And um, it kind of hurt in my feelings because I did so good and won the bets. But mm-hmm. after I pursued comedy, um, I bombed for like two months straight. <laughs> so I wasn't fully prepared for it. Um, you really have to do your research and um, just know that it's a different crowd. And that's just it. So what kind of uh, jokes do you have do to tell on stage? I'm a little rotchy. I would never tell anybody that I'm not. I am a little rotchy. I do do both. I do rated R and I also do clean. Um, I have done several churches, um, comedy series, things to that nature. So um, I do, you know, write clean. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I might put a cuss word or anything in it. But most of my jokes is basically just about my life. Um, You know, having three children and Mm -hmm. being a nurse and, um, you know, being married to, you know, a police officer, you know, things to that nature that people would be able to relate to, or if not, they have a family member that is, you know, able to relate to the situation. So I'm truly just excited to be relatable, I should say. And, you know, that a lot of people get me and understand where I'm coming from when it comes to me doing my um, jokes and things to that nature. So there's a lot of people that come to me and um, I talk about family members and, you know, people come to me and be like, oh my God, uh, I I experienced that with my mom or I experienced that with my uncle. So it just feels good to be relatable and be able to, you know, have people that understand where I'm coming from. So what inspires you? What gives you inspiration to to do what you do? Um, Honestly, I'm going to, my inspiration comes from um, my mentor, because if you don't, you actually, you have to first believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, I wouldn't sit here and lie and say, oh, I, I, I knew I could do it. No. no. Was the confidence there? Yeah. But I did lack 
self-esteem. And that's something that you have to have on stage. Confidence and self-esteem is definitely something that you need when you're performing on stage. Um, without that, the crowd is able to sniff it out and smell it. You have to believe in your jokes. You have to know that your jokes are going to work. Um, and I didn't have that. Um, and my mentor is um, Cookie Hall. Um, she's very familiar with the comedy you know, scene. She's been doing it for 25 years. Mm -hmm. She has wrote for Cat Williams. She was on a Cat Williams tour. Um, she has wrote for Lonnie Love um, and so many more. Um, she's on tour with Leslie Jones right now. Wow. And she's She's my inspiration. She's the one who gave me the confidence um, and that push that I honestly needed. So um, I honestly and truly appreciate her. Um, I will forever always be grateful to her. So um, I have a show with her, you know, June 1st, um, June 2nd and June 3rd. So I am excited about it. Any plans to come to Boston for a show? Uh, no, I don't have any shows for Boston. Um, my next shows that are out of town are Jacksonville, Florida, exactly. um, which is the Ritz Theater um, Museum in Jacksonville, Florida. That is June 1st. June 2nd and June 3rd is um, Tennessee. Okay. Um, so I don't have anything as far as Boston. I wish I did. <laughs> yeah. So what other parts are you working on besides? Oh, yeah. I am. Um, I don't. I don't want to say that I am in the process. Um, okay. You gotcha. I don't want to say too much, but I am in the process of um, working with um, a few producers. I had. I, I didn't want to really speak on it because I didn't get it yet. But I am working with a few producers that have from Fox Hall that have introduced me to a comedy series that they are working on. And um, I was recommended by one of the producers to be a part of it. So it will be more so like a reality show. So I am truly excited about that and hoping that I do get that opportunity. But, I, you know, I'm already saying in my head, like, oh, it's mine. So I'm going to get it because you have to think positive about certain yeah. things that you're doing. So I'm thinking in my head, like, I got it, but I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it either. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But yeah, um, that's pretty much um, that I have as far as anything, as far as movies or anything like that. So no, I don't have any of that. Yeah. Have you had a chance to open up for anybody, open up for anybody big? Yes, I have. Um, besides Cookie Hall, mm -hmm. um, I have opened up for um, Tiffany Haddish. I have um, opened wow. up, I have opened up for um, Coco Brown. Um, of course, everybody knows Tori Hart, which is yeah. um, ex, ex Kevin Hart's ex wife. Yeah. Um, I have opened up for her, Kim Coles. Wow. Um, so many people that I have actually had the opportunity to like really work with and be excited to, um, especially the females. Um, mm. The females are like, like major. Um, to honestly, like, you know, work up for, um, I toured with Bill Bellamy for quite some time. Wow. So it's like, it's just truly um, an honor to be able to, you know, just work with these people. But now I'm at a, I'm at a, a point in my life where I want to build, I want Kiana Scott to be a legacy. Uh, I want to leave a legacy behind, but at the same time, I want to create a platform where Kiana Scott is a household name. Mm -hmm. where I'm not just the girl that opened up for those people. You know what I'm saying? I okay. want to be able to have some attraction behind my name as well. So um, that's currently what I'm working on, though. What is it like to meet, to meet these stars? I mean, these, these people, these are giant shows. Actually, me and I, mean, I try not to <laughs> I try not to be a groupie, right? 
Um, I'm such a fan of these people. They're absolutely amazing. Um, we see what they're doing, right? We see the amazing work that they're doing, but I try not to be a groupie. Um, I try not to like beg for pictures or anything to that nature. Um, cause I know how exhausted, um, because I have been on tour with so many people. I know how exhausted these people are after giving you an hour. You know what I'm saying? Of um, their time, their jokes, and they are extremely exhausted, tired. So I try not, I try to wait patiently or, you know, anything to that nature, but it feels good to um, meet them. Um, some of them are absolutely amazing. And then some of them, you know, are stuck up, got nasty attitudes and things yeah. to that nature. So it means a lot to me. I remember, I never worked with Kevin Hart, but I remember meeting him mm -hmm. and I had performed, um, I had opened up for the Plastic Cup Boys, which is, um, you know, they are under Kevin Hart and he gave me some amazing advice and it was more worth than the pitch. I wanted to ask him for a picture so bad, but I felt like the advice that he had just gave me on my jokes mm -hmm. was worth way more than a picture, you know? So I, I didn't even, you know, ask for the picture. I just was like, oh, okay. Thank you so much. And honestly, my set has been good since then. So I do appreciate him for that. Yeah, I actually met Kevin Hart a few times in Boston. He was he's he's he, he's a pretty good guy. You know? so, yeah, he's good. I mean, he's he's selling out theaters, things to that nature, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I mean, when you do that, that's a whole lot of people that love you. And I am just praying and hoping that um I am able to get there. <laughs> so um I wanna be man, you know, I wanna be worldwide. So I do appreciate I feel you, you know. Right. <laughs> I also want, want my podcast to be worldwide too, you know. So we're both we're both putting it. I can tell. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, did, you, did you go to college? Yes, I did. Um, I am an RN, so. All right. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I'm trying to get out of that field because <laughs> I do do jokes. I do do jokes according to that. So I am trying to get. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm trying to make it full time. I love my job though. I love taking care of people. I love easing the family members. I love, you know, just catering to anyone that needs some sort of assistance or help because yeah. that's what the field is about. You have to have a heart. You have yes. to truly care and have a heart when it comes to dealing with someone that is not your family member. Mm -hmm. And, you you know, you want to be able to provide the same care that you would as if it was your family member. So I feel you. Um, OK, so well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA. 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. Okay, so one more question. Some jokes, okay? Where do you see yourself years from now? I would say maybe within six to seven. I was, I'm, I'm going to give myself six years. Six okay. years from now, I honestly believe that I will be on a leading role of a movie. I will have my own comedy series. Mm -hmm. I will have already put out two um one hour specials mm -hmm. i see myself touring um and bringing those who have done so much for me um repaying them yeah. by you know bringing them on board and showing them how much i appreciate them and things to that nature just i see my i see myself basically the world knowing my name yeah. or at least um being reminded of it or hearing it so much in rooms that they have no choice but to say, oh, my God, who is this young lady right here? I honestly would like to know. So 
I believe that will actually happen. So as long as I got faith and, you know, I just keep going, I think it's going to happen. If you ever get that, get that movie role, please put me in it too. No, right. <laughs> I definitely would. Yeah. I'm coming back to get all my peoples. Um, I appreciate it. Anybody that has ever um, interviewed me, gave me an opportunity, put me on stages, I'm definitely coming back to get them because it, it means a lot to me. I appreciate every opportunity that comes to me. It's just a blessing. I really appreciate it. I know it took a minute for me to get on. I'm so busy, um, you know, because if not being a mom, mm -hmm. I am on stage entertaining or mm -hmm. I am actually at work. So it's it's very hard for me to kind of, you know, map all that stuff out. And people ask me how I do it. And I was like, you just got to have the strength and have faith and just keep going, um, especially if it's something that you want to do. Um, you would definitely find time to be consistent and be able to fit a little bit of everything within your schedule. So, yeah. And, and how can your fans reach, reach out to you? You guys can follow me. Everything is Kiana Scott, and my name is spelled very differently. My name is spelled K-E-O-N-N-A-S-C-O-T-T, and Comedian, um, which is the female version um, for female comic, which is C-O-M-E-D-I-N-N-I-E-E. And it's comedian Kiana Scott. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, um, Instagram, um, LinkedIn. <laughs> I am on um, all platforms. So um, I appreciate you guys. And I hope whenever I'm within your city um, or your state, I hope you guys, um, you know, pull up and, you know, show me some love. June 1st, if you have family members or anything to that nature, June 1st. Jacksonville, Florida, Ritz Theater Museum. And we're going to have a good time. I hope to see you guys there. At the show, a meet and greet as well? Yes, I do. I definitely do meets and greets um, after my show. I do um, work out and try to be fit. And I know that a lot of women love to be comfortable. So, um, and we always going to need a bonnet, okay, to secure the hair, honey, okay, because we don't, <laughs> we're not going to let this hair get messed up. So, um, I do you know, have bonnets and things to that nature. Some of them are like a little um, explicit and then some of them are just, you know, like what's the good or things to that nature. Um, simple sayings that um, I say, so. Can we get you to a few jokes now? Yeah, I'll give you guys five minutes. Okay. <laughs> if that, <What>? probably three. <laughs> okay, okay, buddy. Here, here comes Kimberly Scott, how's your jokes? Thank you so much for having me. Um, I don't know if anyone else did this, but I am truly excited to be here. Um, I did neglect and um, abandon my kids to be here today with y'all. <laughs> this is a no judgment zone. So um, I had three kids um, by three different men, three different cities, three different states. Yes. Um, I identify as a tourist or traveler. <laughs> I don't think you guys understand. I, I have three kids. My oldest is 18. Um, my son had no dreams, no goals, no ambition. All he wanted to do was eat, sleep play video games, and this all this up. <laughs> and I know a lot of people are like, well, that's normal. A lot of men believe that that is normal, but at the same time, honey, it's just a bit too much for me, okay? I remember coming home one night from a late night comedy show and I heard some noise coming from his room. And I was totally confused, like, what is going on? And I tried to get in, but he had barricaded me out the door, okay? Literally, he had put a dresser in front of the doors. Took me two and a half minutes to break in. <laughs> Once I got into the room, I asked him, I said, what are you doing? And he was like, I ain't even doing nothing. And I was like, first of all, sir, take your hands out your pants. 
Okay. <laughs> and then I was like, something told me to look at the closet. Right. So I looked at the closet and I saw a pair of feet. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I know he doesn't have anybody in my house. Don't nobody get none in here but me. Okay. And um, I remember asking the young lady to come out the closet. I said, I'm going to need you to come out the closet. Nobody said anything. I slid the closet door back. It was just his socks. They were just standing there on their own. <laughs> they were just standing there, stiff as a boy, just standing there. Like, I was like, wow. I looked at him. He looked at me. And he was like, I told you wasn't nobody in here, ma. And I was like, I'd rather somebody's child been in a closet because this is embarrassing. It's <laughs> just crazy. It's a piece of work, man. I do have a 14-year-old daughter. Um, she wants to be a supermodel. Um, you got to keep your kids off of TikTok. TikTok, honestly, have you thinking that your kids could be anything that they want to be. The sad part about that is that my daughter doesn't have supermodel looks. Right. And I know you guys are saying like, oh, my God, why would she say something like that? But at the end of the day, all of those kids are innocent. Every child is not going to be cute. And we all know it. Um, although I am not the best looking woman in the world. What I will tell you guys today is that I look better than her. I just didn't want you to think that the looks came from my side of the family. That's something on her daddy's side. <laughs> that is something on her daddy's side. OK. So it's, it's crazy, though. But I do. I admire my kids. They're absolutely amazing. Um, but kids just ask for stupid stuff. Kids want to want you to help them with their homework and stuff like that. I'm like, what is Google and Siri for? <laughs> like, you don't need to ask me for nothing. Um, I felt bad because I recently helped my daughter with a project and we both failed. OK, she came home and she had an F. So they sent both of us papers. For summer school. So I'll be going to summer school this year <laughs> to get myself together. Because, baby, I, I I just I'm out of school now, so I don't know what's going on. But it's crazy. It's a piece of work, man. I love my job. Um, I am an RN. So I am glad that I'm not allowing you guys to hold my career in your hands. <laughs> I am truly, truly excited about what I do. I love my job. Um, the only thing is um, I don't like the fact. Um, that my boss is accusing me of certain things. Um, I just started working at this new facility and um, my wife, my boss comes to me and say, you know, all of a sudden he's blaming me. All of a sudden, as soon as I started working at the facility, white women started disappearing. <laughs> so now they want to call me in the office and speak to me about it. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, I have nothing to do with this. They have a zero tolerance or something, revenge for my people. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And I had to look at him and actually look at the sign. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is hospice. <laughs> so whether I showed up or not, these people were going to go anyway. It had absolutely nothing to do with me. So I honestly appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening to me. I'm comedian Kiana Scott. And I hope that you guys get to see me live and actually in person. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, stay in touch soon. Hope to see you in Boston. Right. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And you will get the first invitation. I will obviously let you know when I am coming to Boston. Okay. I wish you all the best. Okay. You're, you're going to be a big star. I can't wait. All right. Thank you so much. You too. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello there. This is the Jamin Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. I'm your host, Jai Bonnet. And my guest today is one of our actors, Erica Hubbard. Hey, <laughs> Erica, good to see you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on your show today. And um, I'm, I'm happy to talk with you about entertainment. Oh, thank you. Such a blessing to talk to you. Okay. So, so my question is, 
to you is how did you get started in the entertainment field as an actress? Um, I got started in the entertainment field as an actress. Well, first I was a model. I used to be with Ford Models. I was the Noxzema girl, the first uh-huh. African-American woman that was the Noxzema girl. And then I actually ended up being the clean and clear girl as well, <laughs> back to back. So um, I started at Ford Models and then my agent came to me and she said, Erica, you're like booking a lot of, um, you know, modeling gigs, but people are saying they like your personality. And I'm like, oh, thank you. That's cool. Great. And she's like, no, no, no. My point is, is that I think you should do television and uh, film and commercials. And then voiceovers. And so then I was like, huh? And then I kind of went into doing that at the age of eight. Okay. And um, nine, I found myself doing theater. So I went right into that too. So that's how I started at the age of eight, um, being a Ford model and then going into television and film commercials, voiceovers and stage. Now, my, my favorite show is when Lincoln Heights. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Okay. Lincoln. Oh, shout out to everybody still watching Lincoln Heights on Hulu. Thank yeah. you. So what was it like to work on that show? Working on Lincoln Heights was a dream come true. And uh, people who watch it can see the passion that was involved in it. It it was passion all around, not just with the actors and actresses, but also with the grips and the gaffers and the camera. But everything was top notch. The directors, the writers, um, Kathleen McGee Anderson, Kevin Hooks. We we they really put constructed a well thought out um, classic classic television family drama and I was just happy to be a part of it because um actually before I I got the job you know because I'm into theater I saw Russell Hornsby on stage and was in all of his work and I was like lo and behold I didn't know I was gonna work with with him for four years but I saw him doing theater first and I was like just like mesmerized by his talent and Nikki Michelle I had saw her work too um you know she was on the Showtime series so I was watching her and I got to work with them and it was just like wow and then Chadwick Boseman rest in peace came in and um genius genius just uh, he his passion for the arts was just superb Mm -hmm. um he lived and breathed uh entertainment and um was cared about his his character work Mm -hmm. and so being under that guidance Working with those that the, 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 my colleagues, mm-hmm. I learned how to, um, you know, the, find the moments, the beats, work the scenes. Um, learned about all the all everything it takes to make a great scene. Yeah, that which in turns makes a great television show. So, yeah, do you still keep up to the cast of Lincoln Heights? Yes, yes, I, I keep in contact with um, Nikki Michelle, okay. who is. Uh, doing um, marvelous right now. Amazing work still. I'm, I'm in all of her talent too. Oh. Um, my Sean and Robert, he just posted something about Lincoln Heights the other day and got a lot of people on his Instagram page commenting how they love the show and they're going to rewatch it on Hulu. So that was cool. And then people are saying, you guys need to reboot it and bring it back, you know? So hopefully that's in the work. What is your um, favorite show on television shows that, 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 that you filmed? My favorite... I, I can't say I have a favorite because I'm, I'm a character uh, actress who happens to be a leading lady. I know that's a lot because I'm putting two two fields all in one. Yeah. Most people just do either that character work or that. But now they combine it. Um, so me playing different characters, can I tell you my favorite character I'd like to play? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I did an episode of CSI Miami and I played this party girl that was fun but then i played a ditzy girl on everybody hates chris who was like delusional so that was fun and then then i played um on cold case um 
um, a perturbed character who was um, really couldn't figure out life and kind of just was free flowing. So I like that. So, I mean, I like different stories to bring the character to life per se yeah. than um, my favorite, my favorite uh, show. Okay. So I, I saw you with the Columbia College. Um, mm -hmm. What yeah. made you choose that college? And, and what was the major, what was your major there? Woo! So, <laughs> make a long story short. Mm -hmm. I am an athlete. A lot of people don't know that. I yeah. did track and field all throughout high school, and um, I ended up getting a scholarship. Mm -hmm. to, you know, I was good with the 200, and then I'm a high jumper, too. So I thought I was going to go to college to, you know, with a scholarship, and I, I was offered a scholarship, and my parents made me turn it down. They're like, no, we don't want you to be an athlete. I'm like, what? They're giving me a scholarship. Oh. You know, like, I don't have to pay loans. And they're like, no, you're going to go to Columbia College. I was like, what's Columbia? They was like, arts. Oh. And I was like, what? So I said, wait, 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 wait. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this since I was eight. And by that time I'm 18, why would I go to school for something that I've already got experience in? They're like, because it's going to excel you. And it really did excel me. I'm so glad I went to Columbia College because I minored in theater, uh -huh. learned a lot. Um, they are working with people from Steppenwolf, Looking Glass, Improv Olympic, Groundlings, Second City, um, the Goodman Theater. All our professors came from top-notch theater uh, companies. And um, it helped excel. It did help excel my career. <laughs> so yeah. I minored in theater, but my major was journalism. So okay. I'm, I'm, I really can be a private eye investigator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm really good with... Um, researching research and stuff i will research and by the time i figure you out i know everything about your history because we really they have a good journalism program so we were under um the guidance of people who were actually private eyes and detectives and stuff and then also they had a program where we would help solve cases for people who were um were serving life sentences okay. and how to get them off so um my major was journalism my minor was theater okay that's wonderful because actually i actually went to college myself you know Boston Community College of Boston got my social degree in, in liberal liberal arts. So, oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah. liberal arts. Yeah, that's what Columbia College is, liberal arts. Yeah. Yep. Um, can you talk, talk, talk to you about uh, Hubble Foundation? Sure. Yeah. So while I was filming uh, Lincoln Heights, I we got phone calls on set to visit uh, the youth in okay. impoverished communities. So I got we had a lot of phone calls from nonprofits and across the world, across oh. everywhere, the globe. Okay. And um, I would travel on my days off on the weekends and I find myself in um, Tennessee or Detroit or mm -hmm. Georgia talking to youth about um, how to think beyond your situation, yep. which is most definitely needed. They needed mentoring. Um, a lot of kids were in at-risk communities, underserved areas, and um, they didn't see a way out. They didn't think like, you know, they, they thought this is it. And so I was trying to explain to them, which I I, I did a good job because um, I'm an example of a child coming from the south side of Chicago, yep. from um, an at-risk community, that if I made it out and accomplished something, you can do the same, you know? So, um, you know, I mentored the kids and uh, by the time I, I finished doing like maybe two or three of those, mm -hmm. um, I kept getting more and more phone calls. Word, word started traveling and uh, the Boys and Girls Club, I ended up speaking yeah. at a conference for them and Read Across America. I started reading books on and talking about literacy, which I am a children's book author as well. Yeah. So I believe in literacy. Mm -hmm. um, and 
I decided at one point, wow, I'm doing so much of this. I need to create my own nonprofit and, um, you know, carry on um, helping to serve communities that are in, uh, at risk. So I created the Erica Hubbard Foundation. And so, you know, if anybody goes to the Instagram page, uh, the underscore Erica underscore Hubbard underscore foundation uh, or the Erica Hubbard Foundation dot com, you'll see that um I travel around to mentor students who deal with self-awareness concerns, okay. bullying issues, mm -hmm. um, and help boost their, their self-esteem. Because okay. you are what you think, literally. <laughs> you are. You can think yourself into success or you can yeah. think yourself out of success. So okay. I literally um, love doing that and um, inspiring, uplifting, motivating, you know, uh, the youth. And also I give away scholarships, which is important too, because, you know, higher education is important. Is anybody at five for scholarships go to, to to go to school in Florida? Oh, uh, you know, um, yeah, you know, um, people email me and um, they tell me, you know, their GPA, what school they're going to, what their major is, and there's an essay you write about how you think you can change the world through your major, and yeah. um, that's how I give. That's how we give away the scholarship. So we're giving away our fourth scholarship. My perfect wedding and film by a house yes. of films. Is, is that come out anytime soon? Yes. My Perfect uh, Wedding is actually out now streaming on BET+. Plus. Thank you for everyone who's watched it and supported it. I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate everybody who supports my work. That's what I, I love to do is I, I love to inspire and entertain. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not working with my, my nonprofit, I'm on set somewhere and trying to give people good entertainment. So My Perfect Wedding is about... A lady looking for love and she looks for love sometimes in the wrong places so she's trying to figure out exactly how to look for love in the right place and mm -hmm. what do you need um from a person to uh reciprocate that love so it can grow and it can flourish and you could you live happily ever after so it, it was a near and dear project near and dear project to me because um i hold it dear to me because you know i was recently divorced mm -hmm. and um i was like okay i gotta get this thing right so kind of i was you know i just identified with the character okay. you know um her choices so when i got the material i was like wow uh -huh. The choice, the initial choice she made first, I felt like I made that initial choice in find, uh -huh. trying to find a relationship. And then the second time she got it right. So um, My Perfect Wedding is streaming on BET Plus. And it's a good love rom-com story. Okay. And how about the Vampire House of Cain? And look, is that coming out too? Yeah. I'm excited about that one. That's going to have a whole release. Yeah. Uh, we put the poster out, the yeah. artwork out, just so people could get excited about it. Uh -huh. <laughs> when I got the material, the story for that, I, I said, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Because mm -hmm. really, sci-fi, you know, if you don't see it come across the deck too much, you know, such yeah. a good story like that. Um, I mean, the last one I thought about was Angela Bassett, who played a uh, vampire in Brooklyn. Yeah, I know it yeah, and I was like, okay, you know, I, I want to follow in her footsteps and play a vampire too. So I was excited that that role was offered to me. And it's coming out, it's coming out, it's coming out this year. Okay. And also I have a spy uh, movie coming out, which I'm happy about because I got to do all my own stunts. Oh, awesome. Which is a lot of hard work. But yeah, it was a lot of um, combos and kicking and jabbing and a lot of boxing. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that. We're um, It's action-packed. Oh, yeah. A spy who killed me. It's action packed. So my goal mm -hmm. is so nobody gets, you know, um, bored by my performances. I like to do different types of um, 
genres, you know? So I'm the actress. You'll see me in a spy film. You'll see me in a, a sci-fi uh, comedy. Then I'll turn around. I got a drama coming out too. Mm -hmm. So I flip it. <laughs> okay. I got a, I, I, policies and procedures. So that's coming out too, which is, whew, that, that's about um, neglect. Child, child neglect, and it's it's a deep story. Mm -hmm. So, but I was happy to direct uh, the film starring Trey, Trey Cheney and Audrey Fafard. So they did a phenomenal job. I wrote it, directed, and produced it, and uh, I'm excited for people to see that when yeah. it comes out. This is wonderful to hear. Um, thank so, you. <laughs> so, what advice can you give actors that want to be you know don't be actor? What advice can I give? Uh, actors and actresses um, and thespians mm -hmm. is to create, create and creating doesn't necessarily have to mean you get when you get the job or when you're some people say, oh, it's self-taping you're creating and then you are, but you want to keep it going. Yeah. So in theater school, how do you keep it going? You we read plays. Mm -hmm. We read plays all the time and um, memorize monologues and perform them, whether you're performing them. Um, to a crowd or if you're performing them like, you know, solo on your video camera and posting it. So just keep creating, whether it's writing um, and fleshing out characters and a story for the, those who are writers mm -hmm. or if it's directing. If you're directing, do, direct a short film. Don't just wait for somebody to call you to direct a project. So just keep going and doing it. And that's what I've been doing. Okay. I, I've been creating, even when I was on Lincoln Heights and Let's Stay Together on BET, uh, I was to the Cinderella store, Keelan, to be in between those breaks, I was either on stage, because I'm, I'm an NAACP theater nominated actress yep. too, so I would take breaks to go back to the stage. <laughs> um, and then also, I would take breaks and do short films. I did a short film way back called Someone Heard My Cry mm -hmm. and um, wrote it produced it, started in it. So us creatives have to keep it going and build the momentum. And then, um, hey, you know, then you building the momentum is creating it. Then calls come, stuff starts coming. Because what you put out, it, I really believe it comes back. You put out work, it's, more work's going to come to you. So what's, so what's it like to, to be f f f famous? Uh, what is it like? Uh, it's just like um, a, a lot of uh, an extended family. Because <laughs> people, when they pass you, they tell you how much they like your work and they yeah. support you. And all the love and care and kindness is just like what your family does with you when they tell you they're proud of you. So it's having an extended, extended, extended family because yeah. people are... Um, you know, um, celebrating your 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 work all across you know the world, and it's it's nice you know to bring joy to people, you know, bring happiness to, to people through the art. Is there any way that people that that people can audition to be in some of Oh wow, yeah, nice. Um, you know, when I uh, put out my next project, which is coming out, um, I'm gonna shoot it in uh, the end of this year, okay. um, November December. I put out an announcement, and then people usually, um contact me via um, email, mm -hmm. email, which okay. is on online, or they contact me through the, uh, they DM me and send me a message and be like, hey, can I audition? Do you have a part for somebody? And they'll give me the age bracket or whatever. And they'll give me their headshot. And so that's what I do. Okay. <laughs> so yes, yes. When the time comes, yes. I have a, a Christmas story that I wrote that's called yeah. Holiday Mistletoe. So I'm going to be um, auditioning people for that and um, making a story come to life. I also hear that you with the that you work on some children's uh, children's books as well. Yes, yes, I'm so excited about my children's books. Actually, I get to read my children's book at a um arts festival in by Aspen in Aspen, um Denver, Colorado. 
Woo, and um, for for um, June, June 19th celebration. Okay. Yeah, so I'm happy that people are asking me to be involved in that holiday mm-hmm. to come and uh, share my, my work. And basically, um, my, my children's book is about, I have two of them, okay. kids that get bored in the house. You know, I'm a mom. It's the time. I'm bored. I'm bored. I have different activities for you to do to occupy your time and to keep you busy. Okay. And so it's two fun filled books of things that you can do to um, have fun besides saying I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. So it's it's going back to when we used to, you know, hopscotch or, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, play double dutch or stuff like that, yeah. you know, <laughs> or even if you're baking your favorite cake with your family and it's just pages back to back, um, picking up recycling stuff around the neighborhood and going to the recycling um, bin or uh, gardening. So it's back to back to back stuff that you can do fun um, with your family and your loved ones and your friends. Uh, what is this uh, director debut the film house is about? Um, is, is that like theaters? Yeah. Um, that- so p- policies and procedures was um, a film that I wrote. Okay. And um, it's it's I'm it's going through the festival circuit. Oh really? So you know sometimes people shoot shoot a project and it goes to to, to stream um, mm-hmm. on television. I'm doing the festival circuit, so I'm excited. We're gonna have screenings and stuff. I'm submitting to a lot of festivals. So um, the point of that film, in all seriousness, is to uh, put the message out there that there are kids that are neglected, okay. and um, the the lady in this uh, loosely based true story um, is trying to get her child back and the, the, the things that she has to go through. Right. But also it talks about the foster care system. So what happens when a kid is neglected? And then um, can you get your kid out or can you not? So it mm-hmm. talks about that. Okay. And um, it's it's a true it's a story that's near and dear to me because, um, you know, my parents, my family and I, we um, adopted. We fostered it. We fostered. Um, I don't I don't think we get to the point of adopting, but we fostered uh, a, um, my my brother. Oh, really? And so we love him. We love him. So we raised him and um, he came from neglect, a neglected home. So we we invited him into our loving home mm-hmm. and uh, he had counseling and everything. So um, it, it just I want to show more awareness about that and how kids need to be adopted or and fostered. My aunt also is a foster mother, my Sophie, so she's the oh nice system, you know. So yes, I definitely agree. Yes, it's important. It's important because the, the kids need homes. They need loving homes, exactly. and it's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's a really good thing to do. So um, I want to sh- uh, bring more awareness to it. So we're gonna be traveling around the world, around the globe, uh, mm-hmm. sharing that message. Is, is, is any chance that chance they've been in Boston? Yeah, really. Okay, I'm gonna have to put that on my list then. Okay. Yes. Most definitely. Um, yeah, we're going all around the world and the country, I have to say, because <laughs> one festival is in Paris. Okay. So uh, we're going all around. So, yeah, I'm going to have to put that on my list and see, make that happen. Thank you. Yeah, best to meet, meet you in person. Well, yeah. Thank you. Okay. And, thank uh, you. <laughs> you still model? Yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm more focused on directing, writing, producing, and acting now. Okay. Uh, but that is how I started out, you know? Um, and also, I still have voiceover stuff that I do from time to time, mm-hmm. which is um, another skill set that I love. Yeah. I have a Disney, and this is a, a, a old Disney series that's still airing that people are loving that's airing on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy that everybody's watching The Replacement. 
yeah. on Disney Plus. Yeah. And um, that is still airing. But I feel blessed because a lot of the stuff that I, um, classics that I did are still um, streaming, um, like a Cinderella story, Keelan to be Sister to Traveling Pants, a lot of stuff. So, um, but I'm also excited about the stuff I have coming out, like the vampire films. So. Yeah. <laughs> I do, you know, I just want to keep the momentum going and building and keep entertaining. That's good. So, what was what was the, like, like to like to work to work to work with Lily Duff? And I, I also met I also met um the, the, the stepmother, you know, in Boston. Oh, you, know? you did. Yeah. Oh, not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, she's she, yeah, she, 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 she for Harvard. Yeah, so what's like, like, uh, working with Hillary Duff? Um, you know, when you get to that level of um talent, <laughs> I got I met her right when she was doing Lizzie McGuire and um, top notch, mm -hmm. remarkable, magnificent. I'm just throwing out words that um she's that she possessed um and so when i'm working next to her and her passion um i i knew it was going to be a classic yeah. I, you could feel it you could feel it like even working with next to blake lively on sister traveling pants pants yeah. um you, you just know it's going to be a classic you know um and i've been fortunate enough to work with some of the greats but because i have to um pay homage to Sheldon Patinkin, who was the theater department chairman that taught me a lot. So I could get into rooms and work with people that were um, established and, and, and work with them um, on that playing field. Yeah. So I owe a lot to him at Columbia College. Rest in peace to him. He taught me a lot about um, the craft. Mm -hmm. I see. So what was the last lot like to work, work with Kiki Palmer? She was one of the actresses. <laughs> She's another talented force to be uh -huh. reckoned with. Yeah. <laughs> but she did a killing to be and carried that yeah. film. She did a phenomenal job with uh, uh alongside Lawrence Fishburne, who yeah. was brilliant, mm -hmm. genius, Lynn yeah. Angela Bassett, and Curtis Armstrong too. Yeah. It was just like, wow, this is just that's a that's a magical moment that happened mm -hmm. for me. And um I'm grateful. I'm so grateful to cross paths with a lot of um, giants in the industry. And I just want to keep putting out good work, okay. you know, so people can enjoy it. That's what that, when it comes down to it, it comes down to how do, do people enjoy your work? Yes. Because that's what it's for. It's for the people who are viewing. And um, as long as they say they're happy yeah. and they comment on your page, they loved it, then I'm happy. I did my job. Absolutely. Huh? So, how did so COVID affect you? Oh, yes. It was a tough time because people's health was at jeopardy. Okay. And I was nervous because it was the family members that had it and then I caught it. And so it was a tough time for the industry, but just for the people all around in the world. It's everybody, your family members. So um, I still have family that still um, have it and they're catching it. And so I'm just like, you know, it makes you grateful for to be living. Makes yeah. you grateful for life because you just never know. Mm -hmm. So, in all humility, it's it's grateful to wake up and to to, to see the sun again every day. Yeah. Um, it, it's a tough time. It's tough times, but you know, um, we also have to remember to celebrate life during those tough times mm -hmm. because yeah. uh, you know you got one more day again to you know smile, cheer somebody up, or yeah. and to say, hey, I'm here, you know, and. Um, I think that's what matters just to focus on being optimistic about life, gather, gathering optimistic and things do happen that are um, challenging, mm -hmm. but um, you got to find peace within so you can carry on. 
You really do. Because if you don't have peace within, you can't carry on. And that's what I think is important is to find peace and know that um, you'll get through the challenges. Mm -hmm. We'll all get through the challenges. But uh, the great thing that I focus on, and I always think when something negative happens, mm -hmm. you know, you focus on the negative thing, but you got to also focus on something positive too, was that uh, <laughs> they started airing a lot of stuff that I had did in the past. Oh, so people yeah. got to see my work again. And so if you miss something, you're like, oh, I didn't know you were in Chicago Med. You did an episode of NBC Chicago, man. I'm like, yeah. And they was like, I just saw it. So then you can entertain people and people could be happy, you know. And because uh, inter entertainment, mm -hmm. it's a good way to escape life and all the problems to watch something good. Like it's oh, the yeah. ultimate form of entertainment um, when you get to see something good um, on, on, on when you're watching your programs. Mm -hmm. So people got to see some of my old work and it, it was good because I brought some joy to their home yeah. while we were quarantined. <laughs> Well, you've both been bringing bring, bring some joy to me, you know. So, just talking to you, Sister Black. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm I'm happy to speak with you today. This is nice. Yeah, me Thank too. you for the interview. Absolutely. So, thank you for coming on my show. It's just a blessing, you know. You know, talk and learn so much about you. I, I, I just have, have have a few more questions, okay? Okay, sure. People have questions. Okay, sure. Okay. Let's go. Okay, so um, so so so, what inspires you? What gives you inspiration? Help to do what you do every day. Uh, what keeps my inspiration doing what I do every day is, um, <laughs> that's a good question. I want to say I'm going to take it spiritually because I'm a very spiritual person. Just um, making, bringing people cheer and joy. And I get it almost every day because somebody's always sending me a nice, kind message on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter on how they enjoy my work. And so I, I, I love to um, hear that people like, you know, what I do and it, um, they're enlightened by it. So yeah. it's all enlightening. So what do you see yourself years from now? Yeah, down the line, what I'm manifesting for myself is to win a lot of awards through my work. Okay. Uh, so I'm trying to do award-winning uh, pieces now that really touch people's hearts, heartfelt. Mm -hmm. I think when people see policy and procedures and certain people have, they're like, oh my gosh, that touched me. And that's, that's the goal right there. It's to... Uh, do something that leaves a lasting impression um, in your life through my through the work. I definitely understand that. You know, what do you, <laughs> what do, you do for fun and travel if you're not working? Okay, <laughs> great question. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, what I like to do for fun is travel. Mm -hmm. I love traveling. I just got back from Paris, which is oh, beautiful. Wow. Um, I'm London, uh, Belize. Um, Different parts of Mexico is beautiful. Um, I went to Tahiti. I went to the island of Morea next to Bora Bora and wow. stayed right in the ocean on, on an overwater bungalow where it's just you could see the ocean right through the glass floor. And it was so peaceful and zen and calming. And it was an experience of a lifetime, you know. So I love the ocean. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I love good cuisine too. Mm -hmm. So I'm a foodie. Me too. To me, that's fun eating good uh, food. Yeah. You'll be Being a foodie is fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I love all different cultures of food. You know, if I'm eating some baklava, people are like, what's baklava? Something I love to eat. <laughs> you know, so yeah. <laughs> I'm eating so, uh, so I eat I eat everything. I eat everything. Sushi, everything. Just give me some good cuisine. So to me, traveling, eating good yeah. food and laughing a lot. I like to be around people who are uh, lighthearted because yeah. I don't like that. 
that stress. I don't want the yeah. stress around me. No. Yeah, yeah. I like easygoing, fun, loving people. You know, we'll get through life just fine. <laughs> so, and I love reading books. I'm a bookworm. Um, it's, it's bad. Uh -huh. I, you, sometimes people say, oh, reading's not bad. But my reading, though, I read like a, almost like 10 to 11 books a year. That's what I did last year. Uh -huh. Um it, yeah, I'm a bookworm. So I I know knowledge that sometimes I can't share because people are like, huh, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? So, you know, I'm talking about DHA and they're like, huh? And the studies show the DHA and they're like, what? <laughs> so right now I'm taking a course, um, an online course at Yale University awesome. <laughs> on the science of well-being. So, uh -huh. okay, I'm a nerd a little bit. So I like to study a lot too. That's fun to me to study and learn different things. Yeah. I just took a class on um, CPR. Okay. And uh, defibrillators and how they work and what you do mm -hmm. that. So I have all this um, knowledge about different things, you know, yeah. tuning forks. We could talk about tuning forks. People are like, huh? What is that? You know. So I'm, it's mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's wonderful. Yeah, you know, because I, yeah. I yeah, I actually actually went to Mexico, Mexico too. My family on a cruise, you know. It's so beautiful when you get to travel and see the the water and oh, yeah. be at peace. Oh yeah. my gosh, there's nothing like it. You rejuvenate, you restore your 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 soul, your spirit. Yeah. You know, you have to take those breaks. It's a mental break and enjoy yeah. enjoy life and um be at peace with things. I definitely agree. I also love, 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 love going 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 to this world. Oh my gosh, yes, I've been to both Disney Disneyland and Disney World. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that is fun, yeah. and it's much needed. It's mm. it's vital and detrimental to um take those breaks and to um go to amusement parks and um mm -hmm, vacation vacation uh places, you know, resorts. Yeah, swim. Yes. Mm. It's yeah. good. So you you have to work on all, not just your financial health, yeah. but your spiritual health, your mm -hmm. mental health. You have to work on all those components to be a well-functioning person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can tell when somebody needs a mental break. I'm like, ooh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can tell because, you know, people who um, are well-grounded, mm, yeah. you know, in, in their being, you can yeah. tell, okay. Mm. <laughs> so I try to make sure I do that for myself. So yeah. I could be uh, the best representative for somebody else if they need help in any area of their life, you know, I'm pushing them. Come on, keep it. Come on, let's go, you know, edify somebody and build them up. And let's go. And this is what I do. I hope it works for you type of person. Now, I'm not a life coach, uh -huh. but I most definitely want to see the best out of a person. If you're in my presence, I want to pull the best out of you. And um, if I can't do that, I hope you seek it somewhere. Because uh -huh. I want the best for I want the best genuinely for everybody. You know, live your best life. <laughs> that means a whole lot to me, you know, because I definitely want to be the best. Yep. Thank be you. the best. Live your best life, you know. I definitely will. So how do you deal with projection? Great question. Very, very a phenomenal question. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. I view it as I mean, when there's a no, I get a yes. Oh. That's always that's always happened. So I always, you know, say, oh, that no happened because it's a yes coming. And it usually does happen okay. because that's what I confess with my mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, I speak to dry bones. So um, I'm speaking to myself and I know that I'm what I'm manifesting is, is going to come to fruition. And mm -hmm. it really does. Um, I really do you, what you think and you believe it manifests in your life. So when people say, why are you doing this? How are you doing it? How are you doing this? Because I, I, I believe in the power of belief. 
Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like if you focus on the negative, somebody mm -hmm. said no, somebody rejected. What does that mean? Uh -huh. That's a stumbling blo block, but you can't stumble over it. You got to hop over and jump over it. <laughs> to know you got to get to the yes. And that's usually what happens. And um, it, it, I, I, I believe in determination. Mm -hmm. And to not to get too deep on you, perseverance, tenacity, those words. Uh -huh. So when you have the pursuit that mm -hmm. I have, um, I don't focus on uh, somebody saying, I'm like, ah, they're not ready. Not that I wasn't ready. They're not ready for my presence. Oh, so because I know that um, I bring something to the table, you know, it's a gift and I, it's, 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 it's a blessing. So when you're work, walking in a miracle, you don't worry about who, who doesn't want to be a part of it. You mm -hmm. just know who you accept who wants to be a part of it. You know what I mean? And then they, that blessing, they can be blessed and we're all blessed, you mm -hmm. know? So I don't worry about that in this pursuit. And with my determination and, and, and perseverance, I know I'm going to be around the right people that I need to be around. And so far, my team is so good. I, as a matter of fact, I was um, thankful of my team today and the people around me. And um, it's, it's good. My circle is good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. So... Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no such a word rejection. <laughs> it's 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 a, a acceptance. Once you accept yourself and you love yourself and you want to bring love your loving self around other people, they'll feel that. And then it's like a domino effect. Other people will want to be around you too. Um, do, do, do you also sing? Do you also have plans to, to make, make an album? I don't have plans to make an album, but I do sing. Um, I sing a lot of gospel music. <laughs> that gets me through the days. Uh um, that I don't have a plans to um uh to to make an album, but it's just to uplift uplift people. So if I do it at church or around my family, mm -hmm. or you know singing in the house, it's up it's it's just to uplift inflammation out of here, muscle and help with the muscle spasms. And then they gave me the medicine to help with the concussion, and um I just I'm thankful. I thank God that I'm here to uh, <laughs> talk about my career, my life, and to share good news. I definitely agree. I'm so glad you're here too. You know. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, 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 the, wow. So, so the guy that hit you was he was he drunk? Was he drunk? That hit you? Was he drunk? I thought he was. I sincerely thought he was. So I asked the um, patrol officer to give him a sobriety test, but he didn't. Okay. And um, the guy walked away, and um, I, I knew he was inebriated because he wasn't paying attention. Even when he got out, he was acting kind of like delusional about everything like oh well they hit you i can't believe this oh yes you did you actually you know so again i'm just happy to celebrate life and be here to talk about talk about it because uh it could it 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 it, it could it could have been worse so i'm just so happy that um it did turn it it, it, it turned out better uh -huh. for me um than what i expected i walked away from a crash thank you so so if you want to an, an actress, right? What 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 do you think you might be if, if you want acting? Oh, probably a news anchor. Because I <laughs> I love that was my second occupation that I was gonna do was be a uh -huh. news anchor. And uh -huh. uh, that's I have a lot of expertise on um, you know, reporting, news reporting. Uh -huh. as, as we we studied um Journalism. I studied three types of journalism. Okay. I had a minor, a major, and a concentration. I really didn't go into it. I don't, I'm kind of nerdy. Uh, <laughs> I studied how to be a news anchor, but uh, then we also studied. I also studied how to be a field reporter, but then I also took print journalism classes where I would write stories and stuff. So I would flesh out stories, um, beginning, middle, to end on, um, you know, uh, in crime scene. But I also 
if I didn't do journalism, I um, would come back and probably be a forensic scientist because uh -huh. that I'm like a right and a left brain person. That kind of um, fascinated me too on how to solve the crime scene and how the person, the time of death, how they how they passed away and how the fatality happened. Yeah. So I would most definitely probably be some some sort of an investigator, reporter, or forensic scientist, detective. Oh, that's wonderful because I I I could still study that in college on so. Mm -hmm. I like um see so so it's kind of the same with acting too because when we have a story from beginning, middle, end, and trying to solve what the character's going through and yeah. evoke those emotions, it's the same thing. So I like just storytelling and figuring out the story and how to best relate it to the audience as much as I can. Yeah, that's wonderful. So, 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 so as an actress, how, how, how do you usually get into character? Uh, and, and, Good question. And, oh, you want me to give my secrets it away? <laughs> oh, ha ha. <laughs> I'm asking these questions. You got to pay me a certain amount of money. <laughs> and that's, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a, a coaching question. So how do I get into character? <laughs> um, there's several different ways to get into character. Several different ways. Some people get into character by method, okay. um, which is it can't it can be dangerous depending on what the character is going through. Some people get into the substitution, so uh, a, a a similar situation that happened to you that may have happened to the character. That's mm -hmm. a substitution. Uh, some people get into character not getting into the character because there's people out there acting that's not in character that's just doing mm -hmm. like whatever they want to do on screen, <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'm like, what? Some people don't study. So that's uh -huh. another way. <laughs> you don't stay for the people who don't care. And then another way too is um, getting into uh, multiple uh, multiple moments. So moment to moment acting, moment to moment, which is more emotional, and um, uh, we call it like a uh, threading, like sourcing, uh -huh. sourcing the emotions. That that's because that's a theater term terminology. Like, um, because uh, on stage, you know, you're finding different moments to moments. Sometimes they, they, the people that uh, come from stage, like Viola Davis or um, Lawrence Fishburne, they do it in their work. That's what makes them so fascinating. Chadwick did it in his work, too. Okay. He comes from the, um, the stage. So we're always, you know, trying to find it, which will be different every single take, which is different on every single performance on stage. But the blocking stays the same, of course. Your mm -hmm. actions, your cues, all that stays the same. But the... Um, the beat, the moments are maybe different. So those, that was, I gave four different techniques. That's it. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, definitely. Really here. Do, do you think a stage fight sometimes? Stage fight? Yes. Oh, really? That's the most exhilarating thing you could do as an actress or actor is to do theater. Oh my gosh. I um, posted something on my page uh, yesterday day before yesterday where I did a play called Liberty for Lydia and yeah. I had to do a certain uh, so, so, so a certain Southern dialect and I had to keep it throughout the whole play and also the mannerisms was different too because you know she was uh, in a certain uh, body body uh, frame was her body frame was different than mine and then also she was in a different mental state too so I had to keep that emotion going so I was working on one two three uh, four and five, like five different things at once on stage. And um, it's hard, but it helps because then when you get in front of the uh, television, television and um, film uh, sets, when you get on those type productions, it's easier for you because, you know, they cut, and then you can do it over and over and all that stuff. But honing your skills comes from um, the stage. So, yeah, I get stage fright. Stage fright is real. Mm -hmm. It's real for those who take it serious. You know, yeah, because you want to do your best performance and you want to make sure that character is 
is uh, relatable to that audience because this audience, they wait for you after this, the show's over. They're going to tell you exactly how they feel. <laughs> Yeah. And they tell you exactly what they connected to and what they didn't. But um, I take it very serious. I take that very serious. I take the television and film very serious, too, because I'm a serious stage actress. And that just transfers over to uh, my work that I do on different sets for TV and film. Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station.